Yeah. All right, go guys. <laughs> Welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right, Movie the Podcast. It is the final week of June Bernthal, but in honor of his death, we watched a terrible, terrible movie, and yeah, we got to watch Cormac McCarthy's The Counselor. Well, it's not his movie. It's Ridley Scott's movie, but Cormac McCarthy yeah. wrote it, and it sucks. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna uh I'm probably gonna get grief for this, but I put most of the the problems with this movie on Ridley Scott. I don't think the script's very good, but I think that his ultra flat directing through this whole movie does not help the movie at all. Also, there's two well, there's three problems in with the movie, and one of them is the script. But the first problem is the direction. The second is the casting. This has some of the weirdest ca- like. Hinging your whole movie on Cameron Diaz is just a terrible idea. Never a good when, call. And and yeah, we'll get into it. But like, she's awful in this fucking movie. And well, like, this movie is like chock full of people, and it's weird. Like, yeah, did Ridley it, Scott like calling all his favors, or did like, it, did people seems, desperately want to be in a Cormac McCarthy script? I mean, this script was tossed around for a while. Um, but it's probably also one of those things where. I mean, most of the roles pretty small, pretty like they probably filmed them in a weekend. You know what I mean? Like it's it's the same shit that that you bold did. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Like he just got people when they were around. And I mean, the other thing is is that you know this came out like a few years after No Country for Old Men, so I mean, you know who knows? Like you know, it's not like and it, and it's not like even outside you know outside of No Country like Cormac McCarthy is like generally considered like one of the greatest well at the time living american writers so i mean it's one of those things but Mm. anyway we'll get into it it's a movie with a lot of problems oh yeah it's got a lot of like i don't have like a synopsis i didn't do a synopsis but i just wrote a shit ton of notes i honestly don't know how you could the movie is is it's impenetrable so hard to follow like i i thought for i thought for a minute that i fell asleep and cause I, I was just lost. And then I like, I like paused the movie and I kind of, I went back cause I was like, did I miss something? And like, no, it's just, it's very hard to follow the movie. I just, was, it was like the end of the second act, beginning of the third where they're doing something with the shit truck. And I, I, I paused the movie and I just audibly said to myself in an empty room, what the fuck is happening? It's cause it's, I thought I yeah. missed. I, I backpedaled. Yeah. I thought I missed plot. That's exactly what I did. I had the same problem. And, uh, but anyway, we'll get, we'll get into it. We, you know, we got a whole show to talk about this. Let's talk about fun stuff first. What did you all watch this week? Alec. I watched two things. Hmm. Oh, oh, did you watch, did you watch the Punisher last week? Did you get a chance to watch any of the Punisher over again? Uh, I only, I only got a chance to watch the first, uh, uh I guess episode 11. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I remember, I remember that show was good. I remember the ending being kind of lackluster. Yeah, that's kind of our general consensus. It starts off, uh, that show starts off on fire. Like, oh yeah. With all the, all the, uh, pre, pre, uh, quote unquote Punisher. Although I guess he's technically already known as the Punisher because it's Daredevil, but all that like stuff where he's doing construction and like the construction guys are fucking with him and he gets his revenge and all that shit. Is, yeah. With is the sandwich. <laughs> tremendous. Um, and Bernthal with that beard is outstanding. Agreed. Um, but I remember, I remember 
I just remember that. I just remember the feeling. I remember feeling at the time too. Like the show just, it just, it went on too long. Like they needed to, it didn't need to be 13 episodes. They needed to trim it down to like 10. Cause guys, yeah. did you watch, did you end up watching all of it? I, I just forget. watched the, I always watched the last three. I was able to get it just from like Punisher. Like I was saying in the show, like of all the Marvel characters, like, well, two things. He's the easiest to know and he's the one I know the best. So I just picked a lot up from context. But like I did not in, watch in the, the previous. In the show, there's a whole other plot line that I think is resolved before the episodes that you watched. You're talking about the, like the, the, the bombing and the oh, guy yeah. with PTSD. And that's just like, I get why they had it in there, but it slowed. It was unnecessary and mm-hmm. slowed the whole show down and really yeah. added, like, literally it felt just like filler just to add episodes. Well, well, watching it the way we watched it, it shows how, like, inconsequential that that whole storyline really was. You know what I mean? Like, when you watch the last three episodes and they, they make no mention of it, they don't, it doesn't really tie in overall to the ending. It's like, oh yeah, that was just filler. Uh, so, um, but I did overall, I remember liking, liking it generally. Um, but I think I liked season two of Daredevil with him in it better. Oh yeah. Especially when the, he first, he first shows up and just kills an entire mob. Uh, yeah, do you remember true. that TJ? Oh yeah. And that Daredevil's like investing. He's like, what the fuck happened here? I mean, I think, I think my favorite, my favorite moment from that season was the conversation that Daredevil and Punisher have on top of that roof when Daredevil's like tied to the like water tower. Like that shit's I I I love shit like that. Like I love the two like clashing ideologies, them like having like a long conversation, and that's like directly lifted from um the Marvel Knights Punisher uh shit. So I, I love that. But they yeah, and I, I, mean, I distinctly remember the stuff with like Punisher plinking Daredevil in the head. Yeah. But they <laughs> they were like he hit you specifically where he knew it wouldn't kill you. Like right. he he hit your helmet at a point where he knew it wouldn't get penetrate and kill you. He just wanted to take you out. Yeah, shit's awesome. I love like, it. Like, watch that instead of Punisher Gogs. Not that Punisher was bad, but their their Daredevil, Daredevil stuff was fucking tremendous. Yeah, all the Daredevil seasons are really, really that, was good. That season finish, two or three? I gotta finish, I gotta finish the third one. Season, season two of Daredevil was tremendous because it had Daredevil and the Punisher shit, and then and Electra. Electra was in it. And it introduced like the hand and like it was fucking nuts. Yeah, it was really good. And then they ruined the hand because of the Defenders show, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it was re- real dumb. That show is not great. It's funny that like we, we talked, we talked about all this shit like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Like we had a like 50 minute like Defenders conversation. And now like on TikTok, I'm getting like clips from like the Defenders and from like all the Marvel Netflix shows. Like so little weird. like two minute yeah. clips popping up all over uh yeah, TikTok for me, and I'm like, you know what? I'm I I don't mind it. It's just weird the it's, timing it's, of it. Great Big Brother's always listening. That's I guess. Yeah, I it's know. fine as long as they keep tailoring shit the way that I like it. Like, <laughs> right, right. Keep on listening. I got nothing to hide. I don't got no state secrets here. <laughs> um, I, I have to take care of my boxes. Alex has a bunch of boxes in his bathroom. Like, <laughs> um, so. I watched two movies. I, for some reason, I feel like I watched 
feel like I watched the third one, but I guess not because I didn't write it down. I usually I write everything down. Um, the first one I watched was uh Flaming Hot. Oh, you watched the, uh, that the uh, Hulu movie? Yeah, about the guy who invented the uh, Flaming Hot Cheetos. Yeah, how was that? Um, it's fun. It's good. It's entertaining. Is it like um, a mockumentary? Is it a legit like what is it? It's based on an article about this guy, but there's like when you start reading about him, there's varying levels of uh not truth, but varying levels of what people agree actually happened versus what is fiction. Okay. okay. Um so the guy was basically like a janitor. And he's responsible for flaming hot Cheetos and like the all the flaming hot stuff. Um, cause Man's he, a genius. I love that shit. He had a, uh, he had, he wanted his plant that he was working at and, uh, or somewhere in California was like losing business cause Frito was losing business and they weren't tapping into all their potential, uh, markets. They had, uh, they basically at that point had Fritos, Doritos, Cheetos, and Lay's potato chips, and that was it. And just like the flavors you remember from back then, Doritos were regular and Cool Ranch. Right. Chips were regular sour cream and onion and barbecue. Yeah, barbecue. And like that was it. Um, so he decides to tap into his, uh, Latino roots, um, cause he's Mexican living in SoCal and him and his wife come up with a, a slurry of spices to make the flaming hot brand. And they slather it on a bunch of Cheetos and he sends bags to the president of Frito-Lay and they decide to make them. And then he gets he made get- like, he gets promoted and made like the, uh, Frito's head of like diversity marketing or something like that. Because I'm, because I, I don't like flaming hot Cheetos. I'll put it on Front Street. Um, the hell's the matter with you, male how, white white boy? How how long? I, I in my mind, flaming hot Cheetos are brand spanking you there within like the last three years. How long ago did he do this? This was like twenty years ago. For real, they've been around that long. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, they've been around for a long time, dude. But like, at I think first, they're only hot right now. Like, right? At first, they were pretty much marketed like. To Latinos. Wow. Like they started them off like in Latino communities because they thought Latinos were the only ones who wanted spicy stuff. And now well, they're apparently so, through. thanks to Gogs. Now, well, Gogs is Latino. <laughs> I am Latino. Uh, oh, so I'm, actually, I'm bucking their market research right now. Yeah. Your, your um, whiteness overtook it. But yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty fun. It's, it's fun. It's, it's like, it's lighthearted. It's not super serious. It's, uh, it's fun. I enjoyed it. Um, it's not like a tragic story. He didn't get like screwed over by Frito Lay or anything nope, like they, that. They like absolutely, they absolutely took care of him. Oh, that's good. Like that's they awesome, made, man. like I said, they made him like the president of, uh, or the VP of like diversity marketing for the whole is, company. Isn't it sad like that. that like my, my immediate thought is he must have gotten fucked out of money or something because that's oh, just I, what, I what they do. Believe, I still believe he probably did. I don't, like, I have such a, I have no, no faith in corporations at all. So, yeah. like, yeah, like the guy who invented the, uh, windshield wiper. Yeah. That uh, guy for, got screwed? Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, I didn't know. Or the guy that invented the fucking super soaker. Like, that guy got fucked over. Like, pretty much name, like, any invention, and, yeah, they probably got fucked over. Yeah, if you invented something and you already worked for a company, like, you didn't get shit. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of get, but... Still like, sucks. you invented it under the roof, so they're kind of laying claim to it. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> if you ever hear the story, the story about, like, uh, ESPN, when they had all their kooky commentators... And like when you got hired, you had to list like your catchphrases. What? Oh, and they would like uh, they would like patent them or they would trademark them or whatever. I had no idea. Well, you had, you had to list them so they'd be yeah. So that whatever you like brought was your intellectual property. If you like came up with something else while you were there, oh, it's they there. owned it, so they oh, could mark shit. it off of it. That's um, crazy! Wow. And I don't think it really matters anymore because I don't know that any of those guys still do that shit like they used to. No, no um, but it, I do remember in the Scott heyday, heyday, the only one left. Yeah, the heyday of ESPN, they were all about catchphrases. Oh, like everybody. everybody had a fucking catchphrase. Um, uh, the other thing I watched was a movie. I watched. I forget where I saw it or what it was on. Um. Oh, I can't remember. Um, it's a movie called After We Leave. It's a set in a slight, slightly in the future. It's like a Logan future. Like enough stuff okay. is, uh, enough stuff is the same, but also you see slight, like, okay. slight, like advancements. A day oh, not, like Looper. Uh, yeah, sure. A day not far from tomorrow is, uh, I always like using that. It's, yeah. Um, but basically, like, the Earth is fucked. Um, oh, oh, so, like, current. <laughs> yeah, it's not too far off from now. Yeah. But the Earth the Earth is fucked. Um, and there are these lotteries for space shuttles for people that are, they're, they've colonized the moon. And there's lotteries for space shuttles to get you there. Like, you get a spot. Like, they've, they reserve so many spots for, like, scientists and rich people and shit. But then they have lotteries for like normies. And this guy, this normie wins the lottery. But when he entered the lottery, he entered it with his wife who he then left. But you have to go together because you win the lottery as like a pair Mm -hmm. because they want healthy people that can make babies colonizing the moon. So he's, he's on his way to try to find his wife. Um, that he left so that they can claim their spot together and go to the moon and get saved. Um, and I mean, if the premise didn't already tell you, he's kind of a scumbag. So he's like kind of underhanded. He's going back to his old stomping grounds and dealing with all the shitty people he used to deal with. Um, having to like, well, guys, like, well, I can tell you where she is, but you got to help me. Not a ladder to knock over this bank first or whatever. Like he's kind of a scumbag. Mm-hmm. Um, movies, it's okay. Um, it looks good. The acting is not great. Uh, uh I wish I could remember what I what I watched it on. Um, you watched you watched it in traffic in the, the through somebody the back of somebody's car. Like he had it in his uh, dashboard thing. <laughs> yeah, no, somebody's. Uh, Somebody's Honda Odyssey had the the, the rear TV <laughs> flip down. I'm not I'm not Gogs. Oh, sorry, I can't, I can't um. view things that way. Um, 
Try it out. It's not bad. In its favor, it was only 84 minutes long. Oh, so I didn't feel uh, automatically at least a four or five. Yeah. Was I there anybody? Feel, I didn't feel bad ending? that I watched it. No. Not at I mean, all. I don't, I don't hate the premise. Like I like the, the premise. The main, the main guy looked kind of like an older Lucas Black. How interesting. Um, That's a weird guy to look like. <laughs> I mean, Lucas Black's a handsome guy. I know, it's just that that's an actor I don't really think of very often, so it's like a, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's the only, the only reason that I like thought of him is because he looks a lot like him. Like if Lewis yeah. Black was like 15 years older. It's like Lewis um, Black stunt double. Yeah, but the guy who wrote and directed it really didn't do anything else. Again, nobody in it has really done anything else. Um, like it was fine. It was, it, it, it wasn't great, but I, for 84 minutes, and like five minutes of his credits, like whatever. I can I can watch an hour and fifteen minute movie and not feel too bad about it being okay at best. Um, that is it. I haven't watched any shows or anything really. Actually, we're halfway through this a documentary on a uh, the four part documentary on Prime about the Duggar family. Oh. The, the, oh, the Duggars, the yeah, the, the, yeah. the weird like religious people or yeah, you know, evangelicals. The kid, who, the kid who molested his sisters and then got arrested for child pornography later on. Yeah, Ugh. yuck, gross. That is fucking um, disgusting. But we're halfway through that, and it talks about all their like religion and shit. That's just like yeah. most organized religions. It's pretty creepy. Yeah, and they they follow it so well. <laughs> I must have missed the whole molest your sister in the Bible. I'm I'm I you know I'm I'm I haven't read it in a while. That's you, in, you skipped uh, you skipped that chapter. That's in yeah. Corinthians. I think you uh, people go uh, right past Corinthians. I skip it. Yeah, I go right to the good parts. Um, I have a, I have a dog. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that. Pretty sure that's it. Uh, God. Um, I watched two one halves of things and I watched, so I finished, I finished, yeah, I finished Enemy. Was it the first half of the second half of the There's the second half of, it was the second half of Enemy. Oh, I forgot you started that, the Denny Villeneuve movie. The Denny Villeneuve. Didn't you start that a couple of weeks ago? I did. I did. What did you think of that? That is a very, I, I would imagine, now don't say, don't answer yet. I, I would imagine you didn't like it. Cause it's it, like, I didn't like it the first time I watched it. I had to watch it twice. And then I was like, Oh, okay. I like it now. Like it took me a while. I don't, I didn't to I warm didn't, up to it. I didn't it hate it very abruptly. I didn't <laughs> and, hate it, but I don't, um, I don't think it didn't do what I expected to do. So that's good. It subverted my expectations. But at the same time, I, I'll be honest with you. Like I read something on like Vulture or something. I was like, yeah. what the fuck's this movie about? Because yeah. I couldn't fucking put two and two together the whole time. It's, it's very weird and it's not the easy, like it's, it's super weird and like what the ex, the explanation of what's happening sounds way up its own ass. So like, well, I don't know. It depends on your interpretation of it, right? Like I think I know what it's about. Like it's a, it's a movie within a movie, right? Like in a weird way. And well, I think in like, go ahead. Well, I mean, Alec, do you have any interest in seeing this movie? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's okay, so at, at at one point in this at several points in this movie, once right around the middle and then right at the very end, there are two just like 
Giants. So the movie's about Jake Gyllenhaal meeting Jake Gyllenhaal, and you're like, is this a Tyler Durden thing? Mm-hmm. Are these two, are they separated birth twins? They are like identical down to their scars. Like what is happening here? And it's not resolved in a way that satisfies me to understand what they are, unless they're the, the two halves of a person's personality that have manifested into real life because right. they act very differently. And it's expressed mostly through how they treat their significant other. And, and then at the end of the movie, it almost seems like it's resolving itself that the correct the correct one is with the correct significant other because they they are both getting out of the relationship the one thing they want as opposed to having like the one wants sex without love the other one wants love without sex um so there's it seems like that is rectifying itself but then the dead center of it there's a giant spider lurking over Toronto <laughs> just out of nowhere and then uh-huh. <laughs> and there's a there's a, like a sex club that or maybe that's like alluded at in the beginning and then mentioned towards the middle and then at the very end when like the the jake Hall that once love uh bangs the other jake Hall's pregnant wife and he's like checking in on her and she knows what's up actually but she's not letting on and he goes into the room to see her she's become a a, a spider that's the size of like a refrigerator and then the movie just ends and yeah. then it's you I read the Vulture article. I was like, what the fuck did I just see? And they're like, well, the spider represents the duality, the Madonna whore complex of femininity. I'm like, what? The spider represents obvious. I'll say, I'll send you something, dogs. I, I, I don't, I don't really like that. I watched a video that was like a lot more. I like watched the video and then I rewatched the movie and I was like, I kind of see what they're getting at. But no, I, I, there's a lot of theories about that movie. I don't know. I like that movie a lot because there's, there's a lot going on in that movie, and like I, I feel like it is benefited by rewatch, like rewatching it. Like I, okay. I, I enjoyed it a lot more the second time I watched it. The first time I was like, I'm into this. I don't really understand it, but I was, I wanted to know, learn more. Basically, like there's a lot of good things about that movie, and uh, I don't. Me personally, I, I liked it. Uh, it's, it's a little too weird for its own good at times, but I still liked it overall. I mean, you get really good performances out of Jake Gyllenhaal. You get like really good performances out of everybody. It's shot, it's shot really cool. You can tell it's like early in Villeneuve's career, but like all that's all good. I'm just like sitting there just scratching my head going. Oh, it's very, it's very artsy fartsy. Like it's very, yeah, it's very, very artsy fartsy. It's like a little up its own ass. Um, sure. I, but I, I, you know, so maybe I need to send me whatever thing and I'll I'll send it. it. I'll send it to you. I, I, like I said, I watched it and I had a lot of questions and I was, wasn't, I had ideas and then I watched this, I watched this video. I think Sean might have sent it to me and I was like, I watched it and I was like, I don't necessarily, you know, a lot of times with these interpretation videos, like I don't agree with all of his points, but it definitely made me look at the movie at a different perspective and I, I think I appreciated it more. Uh, but anyway, what, what else did you watch? Well, then the other one, oh, takes- oh, one more thing. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. I, so. There is another Denny Villeneuve movie that I've never seen called, I think it's called Incendiaries or. I've, yeah, I've heard of that. It's on the Plex. And if you want to watch it, uh, check it out. Cause it's supposed to be apparently, I don't know. Again, I don't know anything about it. I literally don't know anything about it, but apparently it has like the most soul crushing like ending or twist. I don't know if it's a twist. Is it a period piece that's like set in like the frontier West? No, I think it's something different. I know, I know that much about. No, you're thinking of Hostels, isn't that? Yeah, that's that that wasn't Denny Villeneuve, but that 
That was uh, Scott. Uh, Scott. Uh, Scott, uh, Scott Cooper. Scott Cooper. Yeah. Yeah, I we saw like that, that movie. Later. Yeah, I mean, I think me and Alex saw that movie. That was my first movie pass movie I ever saw. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that movie. It was very brutal. We saw it in that. Sh- we saw it in that shitty Owings Mills theater yeah. before they revamped it. That was like the last movie I think I've seen in a theater that didn't have recliner seats. Yeah. Have you been it to that theater awful. lately? It's fucking weird because they knocked down the mall. So it's just like, it looks like, it looks like there's like a bomb that hit in the middle of the mall because it's, it's gone. It's all gone. Yeah. That's Building. where we went. That's where we went and saw Endgame. Oh shit. You're right. Oh my God. I was just, I have no memory. Well, uh, Anyway, so the, else, the, uh, the other thing I watched half of uh, doesn't take <laughs> anywhere near as much film theory to wrap your head around. I watched most. Well, the, the, I got to the salient points of twins. Uh, that movie yeah. is insane. Oh, love twins. Love twins. Love twins. Watched, like, the, like that movie is like the show. And I talked about it a few weeks ago. We, I watched it a few weeks ago. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, you got, I thought so. I thought I, there was a reason it was stuck in my crawl. Uh, like, it, we don't have to get into twins. We all know twins, right? But, like, Liz and I were having a conversation about it. It's like, how do you think it feels to be Danny DeVito? I mean, I'm sure it feels great to be Danny DeVito. He seems like a great dude. He seems to, like, love his career and love his life. But, like, when you're pitched this movie, it's like, oh, by the way, we're looking for someone to represent the diametrically opposed uber alpha person, which is Arnold Schwarzenegger. And we think that is you. We think you clearly represent... Whereas he is like Mr. Universe and the epitome of mankind and genetics. Uh, we would like to cast you in a role that's to represent the failure of genetics. How do you feel about that, Dan? And I would have to say at that point, with Arnold being who Arnold was at that point, any man on Earth would be underneath Arnold like that at that point. Yeah, yeah there's not yeah. too many men that would be... uh be his equal. Everybody would be sub Arnold. Oh, and, and I, I, I don't disagree. I, what I'm saying is, not only do you need to be sub Arnold, you need to be everything that he is. In, he is not like it's like, on top of being just a lesser man because most were, you are such the lesser man that we couldn't get any lower. Like we need the polar opposite of you. Um, and that's what I wonder. But it's, I love it. I love the two of them together. They're great, and it. it is just a corny insane like just the pitch for that movie must have been insane um but it's a good time uh and And, then the uh, the ridiculous gag at the end with like five thousand yards of chain yeah just collapsing (laughs) oh i forgot all about that until i watched it i was like oh yeah the chain comes down for like literally five minutes of screen time and they're just looking at each other like when's this chain gonna end yeah, Ivan Reichman's a Ivan Reichman's a real gem. Um, and then other things I've watched. Uh, we're still watching Sopranos. Still great. Still nice. catching up on that. We're well through season two now, almost done. And we to to switch it up because we hadn't watched it yet. And I know if, I don't know if you guys have watched this yet or not. And if you have, and I should know this, I apologize. Um, we started watching The Righteous Gemstones. Oh, I watched the yeah. first season. It's really good. I have need that to catch show. Is yeah, it's awesome. The best. Like I like we're, we watched the first episode. I was smitten. I can't wait to watch the rest. It's like, so good. Yeah, it, it is. It is my favorite thing that Danny McBride has done, and that's saying a lot. I was gonna say that's that's saying quite a bit. Like, it's I mean, so good. 
thus far he's been great in it. Like John Goodman, like just what a what just a absolute unit. Like Adam Devine's really funny Adam Devine's in it. great in it. The, uh, the, the, the sister whose name I can never remember. Is she from something else? Because I couldn't yeah, place she's her. For, she was in Silent. Remember what was the name of that fucking movie we watched? The the Christmas Die Hard movie. Oh, she was. Yeah, oh, she, she was, was the Violet sister. Oh, oh, she was in Violent Night. That's where yeah, it is. She's in that. Yeah, she's but, funny. She's really funny. Yeah, that show is uh so far pretty great, so I'll be reporting on that. But that that's that's everything. As, as you should. The new the newest season of that just started like yesterday. Yeah, so yeah. The, the couple yeah of they're days. pushing it pretty heavy on H on, on Max. Max. The fuck they're calling it now. Max. So I was like I was like, you know what, let's let's dig in. I mean it's got nothing but people I like, so I gotta figure it's gonna be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's great. And you haven't even gotten to uh it's got Walton Goggins in it. Like, yeah, Walton Walton Goggins shows up. He's so good. I gotta and figure yeah, he's big surprise. Is he like a rival preacher? Because that would make a lot of sense to me. Uh yeah, kinda. Yeah, basically. Awesome. But yeah, that's everything. TJ. Um I wa I didn't watch anything. I watched one T V thing. I, I was gonna watch something today, but I got home late and then we started this early, so it's fine. I, I just been fucking busy. Um I watched the first episode of the new season of Black Mirror. Um, oh. It sucks. I hate oh. it. It was terrible. Uh, I hear that there's good episodes this season, but this first episode, it's called Jonah's Awful. It's really bad. And, like, I don't – I'm just going to put it on Front Street. Like, when Black Mirror does, like, comedy, I hate it. I don't think it works. Like, I like it when it's more like the – like more like hard edged, like fucked up ending tales from the crypt kind of stuff. That's more my jam. So mm. this might just not have been the episode for me. Uh, but my biggest problem with this is it seemed just super derivative. And it's like, it, it's the whole episode hinges on a joke that South Park made uh, 20 years ago. Uh, you remember that episode? Gogs, I think it was the human centipede episode where yes. they, they human centipeded Kyle. Mm. And it was because he didn't read the TOS for like his iPad or something. Mm-hmm. That's the joke in this episode. Basically, oh. this woman, Joan, she's like, you know, she's she's going through a lot of shit. Like she's unhappy in her relationship with her fiance. Uh, her ex is back in town and she's like considering rekindling that like her job's not going well. And then like one day she comes home and Netflix like she turns on Netflix and it's a show about her that's called Joan is awful. And you find out that like the Netflix can use her likeness because she didn't read the TOS cause it's all in there. And is they it make, actual Netflix or is it? No, they call it like, I mean, it could be cause it's on fucking it's Netflix. It's on. I was they, wondering they, if they were being that No, they call, I mean, it, no, they call it like strawberry stream berry or something, but like it's the Netflix font. It makes the yeah. bum sound like it's Netflix. But, um, so then the, so, so that's the first layer of the bad joke. And then like, it gets worse because then they just, they describe the reason they can make the show so fast is because it's all like CGI and, and all this bullshit. And then you find, they go, they go to the, the fucking Netflix headquarters and they find out that it's a literally a magic computer that's making all this shit. And then you find out that. Michael Sarah shows up and then he, he gives us this fucking Rick and Morty bullshit about how like that, that the characters that we've been with the whole time aren't the real characters either. And that they only live in one level of a fiction, fictive reality. And like, I just, 
don't care. Like I, it's, it is terrible. I hated it. Mm. I, it apparent, like I said, I've heard positive things about other episodes this season, but that first episode was a dud. It was mm. really, really bad. And like, by the time they get to the Michael Sarah stuff, and I was happy to see Michael Sarah. We all know that I love Michael Sarah. Um, but by the time they got to his point, I'm like, can you just like end this already? Like it's, it needs to be over. Uh, so not a fan. Uh, and that's all I watched. Like I said, I didn't have a chance to, I, I started watching, uh, a really bad, like, cause again, I haven't had time to do anything. A really bad, like fan cam of fucking, um, uh, across the spider verse, but it looked like shit. And I'm like, nah, I'm not, I'm not subjecting myself to this. I'm too much of a fucking like quality nerd. I'm like, I can't, I can't watch this like this. It, it's not fair. So, uh, hopefully with this, uh, holiday weekend, uh, coming up, I'll be able to have some time to get to the theater. Cause I really want to see that. I'm probably going to subject myself to see the flash because apparently it's that bad. And I feel like I need to see it. So maybe yeah. I'll see both back to back. Um, I'd heard some people say that they like the flash. Is it idiots? There's no way. There's no way. I I mean, maybe, maybe, but like everything I've heard from people, people's opinions that I trust, it sounds like the worst fucking movie. Like, I don't know. I'm going to go see it. I'll let you know. Okay. I mean, it might be good. I, I doubt it. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, let's get into the counselor, a movie Mm. that I'm pretty sure is five and a half hours long. It um, is. It's. I think. It's, I think it is like a, with two fifteen. It's. Yeah. It's too long. And and I'm gonna say this. Uh, uh I want to. I want to get this out of the way. This movie has. It has like the bicentennial man problem where I feel like it doesn't start until an hour into the movie. Like well, the first it hour, starts. I don't. Here's like, what I'm gonna the, do. The 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 like the the propulsionary thing in the plot happens an hour in and then it's like then then the rest of the movie happens but like the first hour of this movie is just dialogue and like it not particular like it just doesn't go anywhere it's just people it, op- it opens with an overly long and and kind of uncomfortable sex scene and i'll be i'll Bro, keep it the, keep it real with you fucking michael or uh what's his name fastbender michael fastbender's got fucking cum juice on his face i'm like what what is this like do yeah. i need to see this like i'm no prude but like what the fuck was, am i watching it was wildly unnecessary and um, then it's like i want you to Finger me, and it's like what? Not is not the word she said. Finger fuck me. There it is. And it's like, what the fuck am I watching? And it, yeah. and that scene, like, I guess this is is supposed to establish their like passionate like romance between each other, but like, I miss me no, with that. Yeah, I I didn't <laughs> get that. Yeah. So here's what I'm gonna do. Uh. In lieu, I'm just gonna like. I wrote a whole bunch of notes. Go so I'm just ahead. gonna read just, my notes and then we can talk. Go. About it. It's okay. impossible. If you wrote an actual like point to point synopsis, no, I, just, I don't think it's possible. I'm just gonna throw these out there and then once I'm done, we can react or we can react individually. I don't care. It's, it's fine. Just go. Okay. Uh, in lieu of a plot, they just made the bold choice to add as more ma- add more actors that you know in one off scenes. <laughs> uh. This movie is full of ideas and scenes, but none of them gel. Uh, why is Brad Pitt so obsessed with snuff? Uh, what was the diamond guy going on about with the Greeks and the Jews and the death of culture? 
Uh, also, the the funny part about that scene, so that, I don't know if you know this, guys, but that is Bruno Gantz, uh, R.I.P., he's a great actor. Uh, I don't know what that he, means. Bruno Gantz, is a, that's his name. He's a oh. he's a German actor. He okay. he act he played Adolf Hitler in Downfall, the movie that everybody oh, memes with yeah. Hitler. In the, that's yeah. Bruno Gantz. Like he's a brilliant actor, and like it was weird and like possibly stunt casting that he has this weird like like monologue about the Holocaust while he is like most known, at least to Western audiences, for playing Hitler in Downfall. I thought that was kind of funny. Okay, well, there you go, a little inside baseball for you. Also, by the, I'm, I'm going to say this too for this scene. This scene is like ridiculous, and his monologue goes on way too long, like most of them. But mm-hmm. like he, the difference between him delivering these monologues and like Cameron Diaz delivering these monologues is palpable. Like Cameron Bruno Gantz is a real actor, and it's like, it, it's like I still don't like the scene, but like at least he delivers his lines with like conviction, and I'm like, okay, like I, I guess. It's like Cameron Diaz tries to do the same thing, and it is horrendous. Yeah. All right. So then, all right, moving it's on. Not just it's not just her. Everybody's bad in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Brad Pitt was bad in this movie, and Brad Pitt's not bad in anything. Anything. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt is fine. His character makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. Oh like, uh, yeah. His character. Like, why? What is his character doing? I, what is anybody doing? Why, like, Michael Fassbender's character, what, he's like the middleman for, like, every crime guy in the world? Like, well, is so, that what... Well, so, let's, well, let me just finish these up, and then we're going to talk ahead, about it. Go, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. All right. <clears throat> like, what is Cameron Diaz's plot? And am I to believe she's from Barbados, the home of Rihanna and Grandmaster Flash? Yeah. Was another woman of color <laughs> not available? Like, did she have Rosie Perez's kid killed to steal the cocaine to tip off the cartel or another cartel to send the cocaine to Chicago, where it was always supposed to go just to bump off her husband and steal Brad Pitt's money? Like, what the hell? Is she just a malevolent predator? Is she just like the devil going to con- is she the devil going to confessions just to fuck with the Catholics? What was her deal? Is she supposed she, to be like? She literally like, is. So like, Cor- she like he, he, uh, yes, yeah. Cormac McCarthy loves his like, and the Coen brothers like he loves his force of nature villains, right? Right. Like the Judge in Blood Meridian, like Anton Chigurh, and that's what she is. But it does not work, like no. at all. But that that's what she is. And by the end of the movie, like that, she's just there to like reap reap chaos. And it just, it does not work at all. Right. And like the whole time, again, like I, I definitely agree with Alec that, that most people are, are bad in this movie, but like the whole time I was like, couldn't they got like Julianne Moore? I feel like she would have been better in this role. They like anyone other than Cameron Diaz. Cause she is lost with this stagey dialogue. Like she is just, she has like a titane car sex scene. Like, yeah. it's, it's fucking weird, and it's, it's like, it's, it's uncomfortable, and I don't care for it. I, I kind of feel that, I mean, you could kind of say that about the majority of this movie, because this movie's, like, really horny, it and is. it's very odd, like, every time you see uh Javier Bardem, he's just talking about fucking, and it's, like, it's really weird and, like, off-putting, and I, I guess that's what his character is, because he's, like, I guess... I, I, again, I guess is in italics. Like he's, 
like hedonistic. Like he's like the like he's all he cares about is money and sex, right? Like that's well, Brad all Pitt kind of alludes to it at some point because he's like, yeah, he sort of lost his way and he's becoming too much about the life or whatever. But I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah, I well, don't here, care. Me, yeah, here we go. Sorry. Well, I'm almost done. Uh, did Fassbender just fall into this situation? Did he even <laughs> yeah. do the deal he was trying to do? It seems like everything was still in the planning stages. Also, he lives in a baller-ass Tony Stark house for taking court-appointed clients and buying 3.8 carat diamonds from Amsterdam. Like, what money does he need? How is he connected to any of this to start with? Um, there's that question. Uh, for a counselor, he sure is taking a lot of advice from other people. Um, Javier Bardem, huh? Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Javier Bardem looks like he is Robert Downey Jr. and Al Pacino's Latin cocaine cousin with a bad spray tan. His, his, his fits though were fucking His fits were insane. His, his his hair was bananas. His fit was fire. Like his, his, his fucking shirts in this movie were absolutely. They were straight from Dan Flashes. They were so complicated. The motherfucker had cheetahs. He had yeah. two cheetahs. He had two Lucy cheetahs. Yeah. Um, here we go. Uh, is Rosie Perez psychic? Oh God, yeah, they did the thing when the the one of the only parts of the movie that I liked when the head got cut off, but she did the dumb like I know something's wrong. Right, thing. her spider sense went off. Right. All right. Um, when the best part of the movie is a five minute scene with Toby Kebbell and zero context, it means we have issues. Yeah, it, that that was fucking weird. He, I mean, Toby Kebbell was good in the two seconds he was in it. I think yeah. I just like Toby Kebbell, but like, yeah, like that scene was weird. And like, what it's hinting at, like, I I think I understand what this. Well, is it's hinting to, at that like that like Fassbender's a scumbag who will do you dirty. Right, and it's that he's got a lot of history of just kind of doing his own thing, and he doesn't care. But like, that's not illustrated at all in the rest of the film. No, unless 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 somehow. His love for, um, oh, now I, her name escapes me. Um, Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz, unless that is like righted him and now he's like a force for good. Well, I think that's what the movie is trying to get at because you have that, the cartel leader, right? He has that whole monologue about like, you know, everything, love changes everything and, and it's out of rat. Like, it, 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 but like, I I don't know how to put it. Like it's, I think you said it best, guys. You said that this movie has a lot of ideas, but none of them coalesce. Like they don't come together. And yeah. it's like I agree with that because like it's like the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing in this movie. Like it, it I don't understand. Like it doesn't ever. I think the fingers on the same hand are confused. Like yeah, they it don't doesn't know ever. What's it doesn't ever on. like establish. It doesn't establish any of the characters correctly. Like. I, I understand from context that like that uh Michael Fassbender is a lawyer, but like how he is the liaison to every criminal in the world, I don't understand. And like what he actually does, I don't understand. So wait, so t- so taking it back half a step as I'm reflecting on this, he's court appointed to Rosie Perez, or is that just a front? I because that's, she's that's like a, a cartel member, right? I think that like, was a, I think that was a front. I don't. Okay. I don't. Yeah, I, I think I could be wrong. Okay. Again, the movie doesn't doesn't tell really you. tell you very much. Okay. So now moving also, on. So I would not be surprised if this was one of those scripts that was like 600 pages, and they're like, okay, we need to cut this down a lot. Well, there's a lot seems- of stuff that like just goes unexplained or unfleshed out. 
but yeah. everyone is reacting to like it's canon and it's very confusing. Well, even like even even the subplot. I mean, it's almost the main plot where Rosie Perez is like Green Hornet esque motorcycle rider son gets killed. Like that is kind of introduced out of nowhere from two people. You're like, who the fuck are these people? Like what? And I will say though that that fucking garage wire cut is hell. Oh, that was that, that, that was, was a cool. cool scene. The prep for that was a cool scene. <laughs> that and was like, and and the, the fucking um, I, no, I, this is the garage. The like automatic like neck cutter. Oh thing. yeah, that, the that fucking was, that was fucking brutal. Fucking fucking Chekhov's chokehold or whatever the fuck that thing was. That, that thing, thing was, was fucking awesome. But like two oh. cool scenes in a movie does not a good does movie not a movie make. make. <laughs> no. no. All right, so we're almost done. Oh, so what is the theme of this movie? Shit happens. There's no forgiveness. Life is going to fuck you up and your choices are irredeemable. Is it that your fate is set and you can't correct it? Or is it once you set a path, you can't change it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I don't I think have the movie no knows. idea. I have no oh. idea. I have no idea what the point of this movie was like at all. Because <laughs> it almost seems like most of the movie seems to be telling you that Fassbender gets in over his head accidentally and 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 over and like too completely to ever get himself out of it. Cause like a traditional movie would probably have him save Penelope Cruz or redeem himself or something instead of her getting killed in a snuff film, presumably. But the problem is, is that I don't know anything about fucking Michael Fassbender's character, like at all. Like what, feel, does he even have a name? No one addresses him by anything but counselor the whole right, time. Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. Um, also, is that guy just traveling forever in that drum, just rotting? Like, is he supposed to represent something? I don't know. And lastly, yeah, what you said, it certainly it certainly subverts expectations because the main character doesn't even have a sniff at redemption. His fate is sealed with him barely acting. Like he's a kind of a passenger along oh, for yeah. the ride. He doesn't do. He really doesn't do anything. Like, and I, I, at the end of the day, like I don't like. I get. I guess that again, like Cameron Diaz is like the big bad, and she's manipulating all these pieces. But to what end and why? Like, why did she have it out for Michael Fassbender? Why did... I think he was just convenient, right? Why did she need the money from Brad Pitt? Like, what was that about? Also nice to see the chick Natalie from Game Dormer. Of, yeah, the chick here. from Game of Thrones, because, man, she's good looking. I forgot all about her. I was like, oh, yeah. Her. Like, like... Also, she's really good for the four seconds she's in the movie. Like, the, <laughs> like the, her the, dialogue the, with, with Cameron Diaz is, like, really painful, because, like, she's reacting the correct way, like, just like an actor. And yeah. like Diaz is like stone faced the whole time. The, it's just like, oh my god. The tension in the scene where all the joggers keep running by Brad Pitt that is was great. good. That's yeah, a that cool was, scene. And great. it and it resolves itself in a neat way. But like like I'm not misreading it, right? Like in the end where Fastbender gets that C D that just says Ola, that's the video of, of Penelope Cruz dying, right? Uh yeah, I would assume it has to be. And then you see her body like right. at the end of the movie. He doesn't even watch it. He yeah. just starts crying. I guess he just knows. Yeah. I mean, okay. Alex, these are all my. There's nothing. I can't. The movie is just. For those of you who's like, what is this movie actually about? It's about, I guess. I don't a, know. What it's a about. guy trying to get. A guy trying to cash in on his connections to the underworld to make some extra coin that he doesn't seem to really need because there's never. At no He's, point is he it, seems it, like the most wealthy person in the world. Dude, his <laughs> kitchen is insane. Like, and he's also like 
He's like flying everywhere. Like everything yeah, in this movie like, is like, like globe hopping. Like there, like there's nobody. Like he's, he's never like harassed his, for money. He's throwing away phones. Yeah. 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 Like no one's ever like. There's no plot points like you owe us the money by midnight or else. Like right. there's no reason for him to get bent into this other than I guess greed, which is maybe that's what they're trying to tell you. But again, you don't spend enough time with his character. To, I I have no idea what his fucking motivations are. Like I don't understand. I don't understand this plot, like, at all. Like, I, I'll be on Front Street. Like, it, t- I was totally lost in this fucking movie. I was, like, I was hoping at some point there was going to be something that, like, turned the light switch and we're like, oh, oh, I get it now. No, nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. Like Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Alec, what, what do you think? This movie's trash. There it is. Mark McCarthy, good riddance. Hey, oh, guy. <laughs> I was just like, I, I it, it from the beginning. I was like, oh, this is gonna be boring. Like, there's so much dialogue. Like, sometimes less is more, man. He's got uh, the whole like, I don't know, ten minute scene where I guess it's after Penelope Cruz is kidnapped, but he's talking to Michael Fassbender's talking to a. Uh, El Jefe or whatever. Yeah, the, the he's cartel. the guy played Danny from Predator 2. The cartel guy. Like, yeah. And he's like, to quote Machado, and he's like, come on, like, shut the fuck up. Manny Machado? No. Nice. <laughs> like, and he goes and, and like spouts off like a 15 minute poem by Machado. Like, come the fuck on. Who the fuck talks like that? Nobody. Like, sometimes less is more, man. You made the road. That's way less. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's it equals a, like way more. There's like six like lines this, of dialogue in that movie. Yeah, like this movie is. D- d- don't let Cormac McCarthy write uh, dialogue because his dialogue is garbage. His dialogue is not terrible. In I mean, No Country for Old Men basically wholesale lifts most of the dialogue from the book, so it can be good. Again, I I really do think that direction plays a huge part in a lot of this movie, like. Because the, the other thing is, is that when you have these, like, let's take No Country for Old Men, for example, right? The final scene of that movie is literally just Tommy Lee Jones talking for, what, like, ten minutes? But, like, the way it's shot and the way that that scene is framed, it's still interesting. Like, the problem with this movie, like, well, again, one of the problems with this movie is, is that it's like how George Lucas stages people talking. It's just like, it's just a shot. And it's just them talking like it's so like flat and boring and like, like, take me into like, why? Like, g- give me give me something else. I'm watching this movie like you've got to give me something, you know, this movie. I don't know if either of you did this. I, I did this. I didn't know anything about this. <laughs> huh? Fell asleep. <laughs> no, uh, I watched. I mean, yes, I I watched the trailer before. Uh, I did not. not. The trailer's fucking fire. The trailer is, it gaslights the hell, or, uh, it, uh, catfishes the hell out of you because the trailer's like, oh, this is gonna be like, this is gonna be like intriguing and like, there's gonna be a bunch of like, they show all the good action beats in the trailer. I figured that was just a taste. It's just awful. Yeah, and I mean, like, I feel bad for somebody that's to cut a trailer for this movie because, like, what do you do? <laughs> like, they, like I, I really feel like I'd love to know more about the production of this movie. I tried to look for it and I didn't really find anything, but like, it just seems like incomplete in so many ways. Like, there's just 
like nothing comes together. It's such a confusing mess. Like, I don't know how this even like got like, this doesn't feel like a final draft. Like this feels like they're like, I don't know. Just fucking, just fucking put it out there. Like people will figure it out. But you said it made a bunch of money. It made, it didn't make a bunch of money. It made its budget. And then some, I think it was like a, I think it was a $78 million budget and they made like 120 or something like that, which still is good. But again, like I think all that star power, literally like people just saw like, Oh, Brad Pitt's in this movie. I'm going to go see this movie. You know what I mean? Like I have a feeling that's what it was, but mm. I can't, cause I, I remember, I mean, again, I I'm on front street. I'm diehard Cormac McCarthy fan. I remember when this came out and I remember the reception was generally pretty negative and I didn't hear anyone talk about it like you know i mean i just heard the initial reviews and then uh, it kind of came and went and most people forgot about this movie existing and i can understand why um but it's just it's just a fucking it is a confusing mess it is a spaghetti of nothing like it's nasty i don't know and it's it's full I, of i feel so bad for michael fassbender because i think he's a good actor that just gets attached to shit projects i mean he you know yeah, he's, he's been a, he's plenty a, of good stuff don't feel bad for him yeah he's been in plenty of stuff that's good but the other thing is like oh also uh i'm not sure when this movie takes place because it doesn't ever give you a year but at one point javier bartim la- refers to the houston football team as the oilers i thought that was pretty hilarious well, I, I, well, that makes no sense because they all have cell phones too. So, right. Well, I think maybe that might have been like a fucking artifact for you know this script again has been picked around for a long time. So well, like and they, were, and they were just like fucking <laughs> leave it yeah. in, or well, like they, nobody knows sports. They're just like, oh yeah, that sounds fun. So I actually have a weird, I have a, I have a weird timestamp for us on this thing. Okay. Because because something happened in this movie that fucked me up. Okay. Um, at some point, I'm like, I look at him again. At some point, Cameron Diaz is like looking at her smartphone, and her smartphone is a Tag Heuer phone. Tag Heuer, the watch company. Yeah, I know yes. the company. Yeah. And this luxury phone was fifty three thousand dollars or fifty three hundred dollars in twenty thirteen. No shit. <laughs> so I suspect when were the when did the Oilers become the Texans? It was after I mean, 2013, though, right? A long time. Oh, ago. yeah. The Oilers moved to Tennessee in like the 90s. Oh, that's right. They were the yeah, Titans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so. Yeah. Anyway, been, they, yeah. they haven't been. And the then Oilers. the Texans came around in like 2002. Yeah, yeah it's a long, long time. There, yeah, there haven't been Oilers since the mid 90s. Yeah. Well, then I don't know what. I don't know. The tag Hewer phone thing screwed me up. I was like, what the hell is that? And I just, why? I just thought but it was like really... the cell phones were readily available enough. This movie had to be at least like 2010. Yeah, 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 like smartphones I, being available to everybody. Yeah, I don't but know, like, man. Why in this movie did they have to kill Penelope Cruz? Just to make it like, sad and hopeless. I think pretty much. Like, there's no, there's literally no reason. She's like for the it. only good. Well, thing she in this movie, he, she's like the motivation for Fassbender, I guess. So yeah, that, but he's ultimately at the end of the movie, he had no. He was inconsequential to her plan. Yes. Yeah, you're might, right. It might just be that Cameron Diaz just wanted to Cameron Diaz, Diaz not to, wanted to do was steal Brad Pitt's money. I right. think Cameron Diaz wants to ruin things for people, and she every scene with her and Penelope Cruz seemed like she just wanted to just take the wind out of her sails. Also, and so maybe they, it was just a spiteful I, thing for her to I do. I totally forgot their interactions. Their interactions made no sense. The right. two of them, I was like, what? 
And like, it seemed like at first that maybe like Penelope Cruz is like cheating on Michael Fassbender with her. And then I don't know. She's like, you're not a lesbian, are you? And she's like, no, of course not. It was like, what the fuck? What is this? Like, I, again, like, I guess I, I get her care. Cameron Diaz's character is literally just like evil. Like she's just like, that's all she is. But like, what, like her tendrils and everything don't make any fucking sense. Like it, it really doesn't. Like, I don't understand the movie. I really don't understand the movie at all. Like, this movie made me feel like a fucking idiot because I was like completely lost. I didn't I understand think... any characters. I didn't understand anybody's motivation. I didn't understand like, God, you said it. You said it really well where things happen off screen and everyone like reacts to them like very importantly. Like the, the scene when Brad Pitt like, um, tells Michael Fassbender that they're basically burnt. I'm like, what, why? Like what happened? Like what, why? And it's just like, it's very, very like, confusing. Did Fassbender do the deal with Javier Bardem or did he do it with Brad Pitt or did he do it with both of them? I have no idea. I don't know. I thought he was in, I thought he was in league with Javier Bardem because he was seemed like this big mob guy or whatever, but I guess he wasn't like he was like a, like a middleman or something, I guess. I don't know. I'm pulling all this stuff from context because the movie doesn't tell you anything. Oh yeah. Like, Javier I, Bardem just wants to open nightclubs. Right? Yeah. With Brad, like, yeah. I, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I he's telling his Brad, weird, his weird long story about trying to embarrass his friend. Oh, that his yeah. friend ends up hooking up with the girl instead. So then. Yeah. They try it. They get the shit kicked out of it. Like, I don't like, yeah, what was that? What that, that whole what thing? What are you even, what are you even writing, man? And that, like, la- what that are you even writing? That about? lasted for like now. <laughs> like that scene lasted forever. Uh, but yeah. I, I know Brad Pitt was like talking about how he doesn't run with Javier Bardem anymore because he's too flashy and he's too much whatever, but they must still be doing work together. Otherwise everyone wouldn't have been implicated in the burn, right? Who, but, but what are they burning? Like that, that's the thing. Like, what are they doing? They never make it clear what kind of illegal shit they're actually doing. Well, they're, they're part of that cocaine shipment, I think, or the, they are the, going to be the, part, or they're going to be part of a future cocaine shipment. Oh, okay. The, but the like septic tank, the uh, septic tank thing, because the whole, the whole way that Fastbender gets implicated, it's not because he's bought into it. It's not because he's part of it yet. Or maybe it is. Maybe he's part of that shipment. And then when the, the son, Rosie Price's son gets killed, I will say this, that Brad Pitt has this one cool line that I really liked. It's like, they've heard of coincidences, but they don't believe in them. I was like, that's pretty good. Um, because they figure, okay, Fassbender bailed out this kid he doesn't know at Rosie Price's behest, but it gets him out of jail to get his head cut off so the shipment can get stolen. They're just like, oh, he's in on it. Yeah. I I guess I don't know. I you guess got, I'm, I'm you doing got way more out of it than you got way more out of it than I did. But then I, Rosie I, Rosie Perez is the one that like puts the head out on. Right. right. Yeah. Like it doesn't that doesn't make any sense. Like you would have thought she, she would have been. Well, I, you're right, Alex. Because I would have thought she yeah, would have guardian angeled him. Like she would have been like, oh no, he's all no, right. No, Rosie Perez. It's explained that she just she just assumes that Michael Fassbender is in on it too, like for reasons like. I don't know at all. Like it, it's fucking terrible. Also, the Rosie Perez scene is fucking stupid. Is again, this movie is like insanely horny. It ends with Rosie Perez like, "Do you want a blowjob?" And it's like, what? what? 
Like, what is it? Again, I am not a prude. I am a coomer for life. But, like, this movie is, like, I don't know. I don't know if Carmack McCarthy just needed some fucking some schniz or I don't know. But, like, it Mm. is very horny. It's very horny. And also, like, as someone that's read pretty much, I think I've read everything he's ever written. Like, he doesn't do, like, romance well. Like, he does not do love and romance very well. Like, he and specifically, like, sexual stuff. Like the only thing good, the only the only thing he's talented at writing it, it sexually is like disturbing shit. Like, like it, I I th- I think that was like the biggest thing I took away from this. I was like, this is him trying to write like a love story in a weird way, but it does not work. Like, mm-hmm. and and Matt McCormick, if you're listening, yeah, I know all the pretty horses has some romance stuff in it, but like that doesn't count. Come on, Matt McCormick being the only person that reads in our audience. I would say reading stupid, but Matt McCormick is gigantic, so I'll just shut up. Yeah, he's also three quarters of a continent away. I don't care. He could get here lickety split. He could show up one day. He knows where I live. That is true. I don't need that on me. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I don't know, man. I'm sorry, guys. I was kind of hoping this was going to be bad, but not in the way it was bad. Like, Mm. I was, I was really, like, I thought maybe it would be, like, interesting. Because again, like, I remember hearing, negative feedback from it but like it was from a bunch of critics that i didn't really care about i thought maybe it would be like they didn't like it because it was too nihilistic or whatever but no it's just bad it's just really bad i apologize we should have watched the road like at least that's a good movie i mean it's oh, nihilistic and depressing it's about it's about the same same amount of depressing though yeah but at least it's it's entertaining like it's a good movie that's a, i think that's a excellent film it is yeah but whatever, it's fine. No, I, no. Alec, we we almost we almost I almost picked a movie that I specifically didn't pick because I I just I thought you would just not not be into it. There's a movie called Sunset Boulevard that it's Tommy Lee Jones and I think Samuel Jackson I can't remember, but Cormac McCarthy wrote it. It's adapted from a play that he wrote, but it's literally about like an atheist and a super religious guy like talking about life and i was like yeah that's not gonna be the movie for the show <laughs> like they apparently it's very like play e like it, it got good reviews but i'm like yeah this is like a movie that's a two and a half hour conversation i don't think that's gonna play well with the group <laughs> smart i've never seen it's on hbo tommy lee jones directed it of all people so Ooh. but uh anyway uh all right five knuckle shuffle time <laughs> alec uh, one. Mm. Yeah, yeah. This movie that's, is that's abject trash. Yeah. Um. Yeah, when I saw the length of it, I was like, "Oof, this isn't gonna be good." And then when it started <laughs> playing, I was like, "Oof, not gonna be good." <laughs> this had this for me had the uh the classic movie the podcast thing where I paused it because I had to take a shit and it was like, "Oh my god, there's an hour and fifteen minutes of this." Yeah. <laughs> I had, that, I had that moment when I was at like when I thought I missed some dialogue that must have been important, and I ran it back five seconds. I was like, "Oh God, there's an hour and a half left." Yeah. Oh my lord. Um, but yet the one. This is not. It's not fun. It's not. It's. It's not anything. It's boring. It's confusing. It's boring and confusing. Mm. Um. It's not very well acted. It's not very well written. Like. He crammed this thing with dialogue that is unnecessary. Um, 
And it's directed by Ridley Scott, the wrong Scott. Yeah. Um, and Ridley, this is like the most like punch outy e of Ridley Scott. Like this is the wor- this is bad Ridley Scott all over. Ridley Scott's the one. Or Tony Scott directed Man on Fire, right? Yes. And Tony, okay. yeah, Tony Scott's Tony Top Scott's Gun, uh, Days of Thunder. Yeah, yeah, the good ones. The good yeah, Scott. Tony Scott was good. Um, yeah, this is no bueno. Um, so it's a one. God's. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a one. It's bad. It's real bad. I almost gave it a two, but it's a one. I feel bad for everyone in it, I guess, as much as you can feel bad for rich actors. Um, there's lots. Don't ever feel bad for millionaires. No. Good point. Uh, I like everyone in this movie. Like, I like all the actors and actresses in this film. They're just in a shit film that's poorly directed and poorly written. Uh, it's super confusing. I would, if it was a book, it would have been. I wouldn't read the book now, but it might have been better. I don't know. Um, the fact that I guess it was just right went to sh- like straight to screenplay, I think is probably part of the problem. I'm assuming, but like it's just it's just trash, and it's like overly long. And the end of the, the end of it, you're not only you're confused, but you're sad and confused, and it's just like, ugh. well, I, I I don't understand the. I mean, I I I guess I get it in the sense of like you know, you can't make a difference, but like to make your protagonist completely inconsequential to the whole story is an odd choice. He's just along for the ride, right? Because there was like, they repeatedly basically said, there's nothing you can do to change this. And he didn't. He he didn't. And even in the, in the instance where like he could do something, he didn't do anything. Right. He didn't do it. He cried in his room and then got, he got drunk. And uh, yeah, that was it. Like, it was like what, like he did nothing. I got it. I don't. Yep. So it's a, it's a, it's a one, TJ. It's also a one for me, dog. Uh, this movie is awful. And I, I just, I think that, um, that just the parts that are bad are like so bad. Like the pacing is fucking terrible. The, the actual plot is fucking terrible. Cameron Diaz, the, the thing is like, the reason I harp on her so much in this movie is because in a weird way, the whole movie hinges on her and her yes. character, and she is awful. Like, she's so bad. And, like, you know, the final scene is with her, and it's, and you know, generally speaking, I think, like, what that scene's trying to, like, establish is, like, the tone of the movie. Like, kind of like a, like a, you know, an ending, like a, like a point to, like, again, like, a, I keep referring to No Country for Old Men, but No Country for Old Men is fucking brilliant because... That a lot of people didn't like the ending because, you know, again, it ended on a monologue and you didn't get the big showdown between Shigor and fucking Tommy Lee Jones. But his monologue is explaining the point of the fucking movie. And it's brilliant. And I think that that's what they're trying to do with this movie. And it doesn't work at all. And I don't understand. And I, I don't know if I've ever been as lost in a movie, at least not in recent memory. That I have in this movie. Like, I felt like I was missing something. It felt like I would, it felt like I had started a TV show in episode 13 or something out of like a 30 episode season. Like, I was like, what is going on? Who are these people? Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, it's just really bad. And like, it had some fun ideas. I actually like some of the like never ending monologues because I just eat some of that stuff up. Like, I really like the Bruno uh, Gantz monologue. I thought it was weird as hell, but I kind of dug it. 
But like the rest of this movie is just it's so bad. And like again, like I felt like this is the most like boring direction, like flat, like let's just get this done direction, like over and over and over again. There's no real style to this movie to try to distract you from its other problems. Like, like, the, you know what I mean? Like there's just nothing to this movie and it's real bad and it sucks. And, uh, yeah, don't, don't watch it. It's bad. Like there's no need to watch it. Um, I mean, if yeah. you want to watch a better movie about a woman fucking a car, watch Titan. It's much, hey, better. it's a much better movie. Uh, and, and, uh, way shorter if memory serves. Well, it certainly uh, feels shorter. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, this movie sucks. Sorry, guys. Um, so what is next month? What is July? Are you ready? I am. Let's go. <laughs> Are you, re- I need to like put it. Are in, you no, ready? I'm not going to do it, but I need to put the DX. Remember the. Oh, d- yeah. D- Are you ready? That shit was great. What was the name of that band? I don't know, but I, I think they the one called them the DX band, but they had an I, actual yeah. name. They did have a real name, yeah. And they played at WrestleMania or something. I, I want to say. Yeah. Next month is a month TJ came up with. Oh shit! A while ago. Clearly, he already forgot it. I already forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Fourth of cloned guy. <laughs> I'm hilarious. Yes. Fourth of cloned guy. Oh, I rock. That's a great one. Um. Well, I have a pick. Already. Is it Gemini Man? No. No, I'm not, I, I assume one of y'all are gonna pick Gemini Man. No, I'm gonna pick Duel. Uh, I really like that movie, and it's a cloned girl, but I, uh, that's the Riley, uh, Stevens movie, the, the guy that did, uh, Artist of Defense. Karen Gillan? Yes. And it's already on the Plex, and I can't wait to rewatch it, so I really, guys, you didn't watch that yet, right? No, I remember you talking about it, right? Like it's, me and Sean watched it. We both really liked it. Is that but, where she gets she gets thick and then they like? Yes. The, yeah. I, I'm excited. I love Karen Gillum. She's great. He's great in the movie. I uh, I don't know. Like I I think I, I'm just excited for you guys to watch the movie. So, uh, but yeah, and that's a good uh, that's a good clone movie. There's so many clone movies. Like that's why this is a good month. There's there's like a, I, there's a ton of clone movies. Oh, I'm gonna pick Multiplicity. I've never seen Multiplicity. Ooh. <laughs> You could pick Moon. That's also a clone movie. It There's so one. many clone movies. Yeah, I'm going to pick, uh, I think I'm oh. going to pick, I mean, there's several Arnold Schwarzenegger clone movies, but I think I'm going to pick, uh, shit, I can't remember, Oblivion, the Tom Cruise movie. Oh, you know, oh, oh that's got clones in it? I've never seen yeah. that movie. Okay, okay. I, I got a question for the room. Does Looper count? No. Because Alternate Timeline U is not a clone. Okay. All right. Fair That's enough. You. I wasn't, I wasn't going to pick it anyway, but. No, I'm of the opinion that does not count. But it does make another version of you. That's the whole point. Like they, you wait, you remember? That's how it worked. Or wait, did I say looper? I meant primer. Some, excuse me. Oh, uh, primer. I've never maybe. seen that. I don't know. You should watch primer, Alec. It's I mean, cool. by that, and it's an, and it's an hour long. By that, <laughs> like, by that logic, we could watch the prestige. I think that that absolutely counts. That counts. Remember, he he makes the yeah. That definitely counts. Yeah, that movie fucking. That fuck movie goes. I'm going yeah, so hard. I, I love that movie. Goes Duel. But yeah, Duel. we're gonna watch Duel because uh, I'm I'm excited to, for you guys to watch because both of you guys saw Art of Self Defense, right? I loved I Art not. of Self Defense. 
Did you, Alec, you saw one of his movies, didn't you? Didn't you watch, oh, I thought we watched, didn't we watch one of his, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think. I thought we watched one of his movies on the show. I guess not. He did Faults, he did Art of Self-Defense, he did, I'm missing one. Eh, it doesn't matter. Um, Art of, Art, I really like Art of Self-Defense a lot. Um, but anyway, I like all his movies. Faults are really good too. And he was married to Mary Elizabeth Wanstead, which is something that I wish I could do in my life. <laughs> well, there you go. Was married, not anymore. Well, then, you, so you still could do it. She, I think she's dating Ewan McGregor, but not married. Giant penis. So and she'll probably get tired of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, I wouldn't, but it wears on you. <laughs> okay. Bye, everybody. Later, dudes. Good Bye, night, guys. Boys.